Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Always glad when you come back after a fun weekend for a great trip report. And that's what we have here. We sit down with listener Mike from St. Louis. It's not me. It's another Mike from St. Louis. And we talk about his trip to Disneyland last December. And of course, I'm super excited to talk to Mike about this trip because I am headed to Disneyland myself for the first time, July 2nd. And uh, we have a nice discussion about that because he travels to World frequently, but he's also been to Disneyland a few times. We talk about the logistics of getting out to Disneyland as far as flying out of the Midwest. And a few days in the parks in the uh, beginning of December, we talk about the weather. We talk about how many attractions he got on. Uh, You know, these were the pre-Genie Plus times. We also talk about being there during the holidays. He gives us a great review of the Candlelight Processional on the Main Street train station, as well as Viva Navidad Street Party over at DCA, a very unique Christmas celebration that he really loved. This and much more coming your way on today's podcast. Don't forget today's show always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We are standing by right now to help you plan an amazing Disney vacation. And don't forget, there's two great discounts out there right now for you for Disney Visa card holders and for Disney Plus subscribers. So if you have either one of those, just swing by themagicforless.com, fill out that free no-obligation quote form, and we'll see if we can score you some big discounts on your next Walt Disney World vacation. We can also hook you up with Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, and Adventures by Disney. Just check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons who allow us to put this show out three to four times a week all around the world. We could not do this without you. And our patrons get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. If you'd like to join us, please come on over. Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2076 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you. As always, hope you had a wonderful weekend. Got to get out and enjoy some awesome weather. We had some great weather here in St. Louis. Finally, I think spring is here. We got some warmer weather and uh, a little stormy, but uh, you know, what can you do? I'll take the warm and stormy over the cold and all that stuff any day. So uh, anyway, we are getting ready to have a trip report as we do every Monday. And today I am super stoked. We have a return guest on the show and we're headed out to the West Coast. We're switching it up for a week. Not that it's going to be something that I'm doing for my own personal gain, but kind of. Because we're going to talk a little Disneyland today. And I'm so excited because I'm going to give you some insight on what I'm planning. Because I have started my plans for July 2nd to the 9th. But today, bringing on a repeat guest, Mike. Checking in here from St. Louis, Missouri, Maplewood to be exact. Mike, how's it going? It's going great. I uh, was listening to your show a couple weeks ago at the gym. And you had your big announcement. And I was on pins and needles when you said you're going to Disneyland. I might have like fist 
fist pumped like in like while working out in the gym and got some weird looks but you know i was very excited for you i am glad to hear that i was uh you know it's one of those things that the, the, the time had come and we talked about this before we were started recording that you had actually you're one of the the thousands um literally uh, probably thousands i'm not joking that have over the years told me mike how have you gone to Walt Disney World countless times? You have never been to Walt, you know, I've never been to Disneyland, never been to California. You've been to Marceline. You've done all the tours at Walt Disney World. You're a Walt, you know, Walt Disney himself. You, you read all of his, you know, the biographies written about him. How could you have never made that trip? And at first I had an excuse because I was scared to fly. So obviously the drive is a little bit more intense to get out to California, even though I did back in the day, right out of college, I drove to Yosemite, which is, you know, I should have gone to Disneyland then. I mean, you're right there, but, um, just never had done it, but the time was right now to kind of talk about that, but I want to make this about you because it's about your trip. So before we do that, just kind of recap your Disney fandom. Maybe we did that on the last show, but kind of, how do you find yourself on a Disney podcast? And we'll jump into all this today. Yeah, I mean, like most people you probably have on the show, I grew up watching Disney movies, went to the parks a handful of times as a kid. And I think really my my love or obsession, as some people might say, <laughs> came about more recently. I went to the parks in, I think, 2011. I was probably 24, 25 with my brother who was still in high school and he was begging my parents to go. And they said, just have your brother take you. And we went down to Disney World for uh, four or five days and just really did it all as adults for the first time. And I really grew to appreciate the technology, the creativity, you know, the stuff you don't necessarily notice as a kid. Um, And obviously nostalgia was involved. And then there were a couple instances after that where I was in Los Angeles for work and had a day or two free to do whatever and figured I'd check out Disneyland too because I had never been there before and really fell in love with that as well. And just, you know, as people, you know, often call it, you know, Walt's original park, which it is, but also like you feel his touches in it. Um, and really just from those few trips, starting to read more about the parks and read more about the history and start watching YouTube videos and listening to podcasts like yours really just kind of helped snowball that into a love for, for theme parks and, and Disney specifically. So to set the scene though, for today's kind of uh, timeline, you went to world first before you ever went to Disneyland or you went to Disneyland first. So world. I definitely went to World a few times as a kid. Um, I believe we went to land maybe once in like 1996. I was pretty young, um, but I'd say I'd say I had more of a memory of World as as a kid. Okay, so we're going to talk about the wall of the Disneyland. I'm going to get this all. I'm so used to talking about World on the podcast because that is our primary focus. But it is kind of fun to uh, to step outside. Sometimes we talk cruise line, and we'll talk about a little bit of Disneyland here over the next little bit because I'm so excited to get out there in July. But um, how did you guys decide to go to Disneyland for this trip, and when did you go out? Yeah, so it has. Um a bit of a backstory. I had planned on, I, I have two kids. Uh, number two was born two years ago. And prior to the birth of number two, I had planned on, uh, with my wife's gracious permission, I had planned on heading out to California for a few days just by myself to visit some friends and uh, to go to Disneyland for a couple of days. And that was planned for March 14th of 2020, Oof, which some, was like something the, happened around then. I think that was uh, like the day the NBA <laughs> shut down. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, uh, the world kind of changed right around that week, as I recall, because yeah. my wife's birthday was the week before. Yeah, I remember this. And crazy. fortunately, everything I had booked was cancelable. I had not bought park tickets yet because this was pre-park reservation, and so you didn't really need mm-hmm. to. Um, and so I like the day before uh, leaving canceled it all because the world was you know falling apart, and so. Uh, 
that got canceled. And so this was sort of my, my makeup for that. Uh, in between, we actually took my daughter, who's now four and was three at the time. Or actually, he was, she wasn't three yet because she was free um, to Disney World. Um, kind of, I guess that was February of 2021. But anyway, I wanted to, to make up for that Miss uh, California trip, visit a few friends. I have some family out there. Um, so I went uh, to the parks on December 3rd and 4th of last year. Cool. So you, you were there for all the holiday stuff too, which I, I mean, I'm going to be there for the 4th of July, but I'm not going to see any holiday yeah. stuff. So that'd be cool to talk about as well for folks that might sure. be headed out. Cause I mean, as crazy as it is, you know, here in the spring, now is the time for both world and Disneyland to plan those holiday trips. I mean, you got to jump on it, you know, I mean, I mean, I hate to say it, but if you're a runner, I mean, we're already planning for January and I don't even want to bring up marathon weekend registration at this point because that already, it's too soon. It's bringing back nightmares for everybody, but I mean, yeah. you got to plan ahead that we all know that with Disney. So, okay. So you, you guys decide to head out there, this makeup trip. What do you got to consider? Cause you're coming out of St. Louis and is there, is there any difference as far as logistical travels? It's different with going to Florida to California. I mean, obviously, sure. you know, you're gaining or losing hours depending on going east or west. I mean, and what about flights? Tell me yeah. about the logistics of it all. Yeah, so I was traveling by myself, so that's helpful to not have children and that sort of thing. But um, the nice thing about L.A. is there are multiple airports you can fly into. Um, you know, St. Louis specifically flies to LAX, which is fairly north of Disneyland. It flies into... Um, John Wayne Orange County Airport, I believe is direct flight sometimes, um, which is 15 minutes from Disneyland and flies into Long Beach Airport um, via Southwest, which is 20 something minutes from Disneyland. So you have options and you can kind of weigh those, which one costs more, which one has connections, which one is direct. And generally they'll get you to the right spot, more or less. Um, certainly with California, you're probably going to want a rental car. I mean, if if I tend to like to get cars in general. I mean, I, I, I'll, if I go to Europe, I'll get a rental car, even though everyone else takes trains around because I just like having that control. Um, so certainly you can Uber or find some sort of transportation. I like to have a car um, just to be flexible. I know you're staying at the Disneyland Hotel, so that changes it a little bit. Um, you may not need a car for the entire time. Yeah, so, so what, what our plan is on that, I'm just going to kind of pepper you with yeah. questions since you've sure. been there. We are staying there for seven days, the 2nd to the 9th of July. And we are planning on getting some kind of a transfer. We're flying into Long Beach and out of Long Beach because that was yeah. a significantly better fare for the three of us. It is the furthest, but Pam said, check that. And I did. And it was a Pam Forrester and it was a, it was a really decent fare. Plus, I, I've never seen the Pacific Ocean. I mean, I know that's dumb, but I mean, like, I kind of want to see it coming in. And so, yeah, yeah that would be kind of cool. Um, but we're going to get either just a Uber Lyft or just, you know, some private transfer company to get us over to Anaheim to Disneyland resort. But we are going to go to the Dodgers game on, on July 5th. And we're going to do some, you know, we're going to, we got to see the Hollywood sign. We're going to go get in and out. We're going to do all that kind of stuff that everybody's telling me I got to do. And I think we're going to just rent the car for two days. And what I'd like to do is like rent a Jeep Wrangler or something and just drive kind of up and down and maybe stop at a couple beaches just for a little bit, take some pictures, you know, be the tourist for Southern California. Does that sound like a, you know, because it's kind of, because I don't want to have a car for seven days and not use it for four or five days. Yeah. Your experience will be a little bit different than my Disneyland experience. I've been to Disneyland four or five times in the last uh, eight years, but I usually am there in California for other reasons. So I'll just go for like a day. This two days was spoiled for me. I'm used to going, I'm used to park hopping one day, like, you know, yeah. 8 a.m. to midnight, just going for it. 
And so you'll have like five or six days in the parks, right? Like yeah, we're doing five. We, I mean, we we went all in. We got five day hoppers with Genie Plus all days, yeah. and like we're we're ready yeah. to rock. Park. I made my park reservations last week. I mean, we're set. You know, and the great thing about Disneyland, which you've heard and people have heard, but it's it's so true, is that its size honestly is its advantage. Um, it is so small compared to Disney World, but it still has like the same number of attractions as all four Disney World mm-hmm. parks, if I'm not mistaken, or very close to it. It's small, but it's jam-packed. Yeah, it feels very and, dense. Like when I look at yeah. the, the maps, it just feels like super dense. Like you're in Scott, you know, because Scott's been there many times and he may or may not be out there for part of the time too because I've been talking it up so much. I think he's going yeah. to San Diego or something, but he's going to swing by because he's like, I got to see it like your first time at Disneyland. So, but he says, and I mean, you can back this up or not. He says like you, you get off one attraction and literally you're taking like 50 steps. You're at the next attraction. Like there's just sure. not much space. So, I, uh, my first night there, I, I, I went there with some friends who had to leave at like six in the evening. So I had just kind of the evening by myself and I was at, um, the Incredicoaster, which is the very back of, of, uh, California adventure. And I wanted to get to rise of the resistance before it closed. Cause they tend to close at like eight or nine in the evening, which is the far back of Disneyland park. And I started my Apple watch, you know, outdoor <laughs> walk to see how long, how, how long that was. It was exactly a mile. That's crazy. Which is a shorter walk than your walk from Epcot yeah, so to like, Hollywood Studios, right? Gate to gate, probably. And that even, was from the probably, back of yeah. one park. That's probably yeah, like that's the, like back that's of, probably like America to the front of Epcot or something. Yeah. yeah. Right, and so yeah, from the back of one park to the back of the other was a little shorter than the walk from the gates of Epcot to Hollywood Studios. Holy cow, that's an advantage. I like that. Okay, so <laughs> but you so you flew into LAX on the way out. So did that that works out well for you? And and because I've I've heard that airports, I mean, it's huge, it's nutty. But you travel a lot. You said you've been to Europe. I mean, yeah. we're, we're kind of you know I've I've only flown to Orlando. I've never gone. I've never landed another well, airport. And I've looked yeah. at pictures of Long Beach where we're going in. I'm like. Oh, why are they gonna like drive the like truck out with the ladder oh, to oh, get yeah. us off the thing? No, yeah. Shut up, well, Long, Long Beach, they bring the steps up to your plane. And <laughs> that's I, awesome. And I believe the baggage claim is outdoors. Oh it's my like, God, it's tiny, awesome. it's tiny little airport. Yeah, my wife's like, um, is that look really that small? I'm like, it looks small. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's great. I mean, when you leave, I mean, you don't need to show up until like an hour before your flight because <laughs> when I left, I was the one person in the security line when I got there. Um, okay. You know, so it, it's great. <laughs> But yeah, LAX, LAX is big, but all the terminals are divided, you know, so Southwest flies into Terminal 1, and you're only in that part of it if you're only flying Southwest. And so it gets manageable, you just follow the signs, you know, a little overwhelming, but if you're not used to that kind of thing, but, you know, follow the signs and you're good generally. Okay. Well, well I mean, we're going to make it. I'm a travel agent. Yeah. I do this all the time, but it's just, yeah. and you know, here's the, here's the thing. I mean, I'm talking about this and kind of laughing about it. But what has me more excited than I've been probably in 15 years about any trip I've taken is the unknown, right? I mean, it's like I love Walt Disney World because, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going down later this week. We're going down Thursday for Mallory's Cheer Squad. And I've been there many times and I get excited every time I get to go. It's we're going to have a blast. But, you know, there's there's very few things down there at this point that I haven't done multiple, multiple times. I'm excited for what we're going to do. But I mean, there's an excitement of landing at an airport. Like, I mean, I don't know exactly how it's going <laughs> to unfold. I can see new roads and new restaurants, and yeah, it's great. Like the Disneyland Hotel is going to be on the. Everything's going to be new, even though I, you know, I've done trainings on it. Like, there's nothing like the personal experience. So, now let me ask it. So you get out there. Yeah. Let me ask you this: the weather in Southern California when you were there early December is it still? I mean, it's got to be a little chilly, right? Or how was it? I mean. T- it- in my opinion, it's perfect theme park weather. I mean, it was shorts, maybe, 
you know, maybe throw some sweatpants in your bag just in case with like a long sleeve t-shirt and a jacket on top. Like that is just prime theme park weather to me. Yeah. Um, Cause you're not sweating your butt off. You know, you're not, um, you know, sitting in someone's sweat when you get on the ride um and you know walking around is pleasant versus you know roasting in the sun so no i mean i've never had a i've been to disneyland in december in july in june maybe and every time i've been i've had to wear a jacket which is great yes <laughs> that is great yeah i think july in, in disneyland will be much better than i'm used to being at july because i'm yeah. always at walt disney world in july we're always there the same week but if we're in Florida, I think this is going to be much yeah. more pleasant this year, this, yes. uh, humidity-wise. Yes. Okay, so oh, you got so much in here. I want to make sure we hit the. Sure. We haven't talked accommodations. Did you stay on site or yeah. did you stay off site? Uh, my work? accommodations are not exciting, especially when I'm by myself. I get okay. the cheapest thing I can find that's, that's I get decent. That. Ho- yeah. Holiday Inns all the way. Hey. And, and the nice thing about Disneyland is even if, you know, I stayed somewhere that was 15, 20-minute drive away, and it was easy. Um, as long as you're not, like, going all the way up into, like, Los Angeles proper where all the crazy traffic is, like, you know, I've stayed, I don't even remember. I was down by the long or the Orange County John Wayne Airport. It was a 10, 15 minute drive, you know, pretty relatively easy to find parking at Disneyland and just kind of rolled in. I, I actually recommend if you're off property, the uh, Anaheim Garden Walk is like this outdoor mall that mm-hmm. is just to the uh, east of the theme parks. And uh, there's an underground parking garage. It's just a 10 minute walk, costs like 15 bucks for the day. It was it was fantastic. I parked there both days. Like to hear that. Let me. What, but that is I, the opposite side of where you're going to be. You're going to be at the okay. Disneyland Hotel. Yeah, no, no, oh. yeah. Seriously, yeah. I mean, it looks like <laughs> this is fancy. I, I keep telling my yeah. wife, like, don't get used to this because it's super. Because we're used to like Pop Century. You know, I mean, like yeah. everyone's while we'll charge. Yeah. I did stay at the Disneyland Hotel for one night when my wife and I were there in July of 2017, and it, I mean, it's fantastic. It costs way too much, but it's, but it's fantastic. I got a great deal. That's the only reason we're okay, staying good. there. They had a really yeah. good deal going yeah, on. That's so, great. yeah, that's uh, that's that's one of the advantages of doing what I do. I got that's yeah, the only I'm way sure. we're going to. to I'm, I'm jealous. Well, because I, you know, I, I looked. You know, we we're going to go to World. We we're going to go to Land. And here, I mean, one of the reasons I got a good deal in the hotel, and I'll be honest, like this is the first time in the last like 12 years that my wife and my daughter do not have annual passes. And so the yeah. reason we never went to Disneyland, this is the biggest yeah. one. You have your tickets. They had, everybody had tickets for world. So the only thing we had to buy was a hotel and we were set. And so mm-hmm. I had to buy tickets for them either at world or land. And I said, well, this time I got to buy them anyway. Let's go out there. Yeah. Let's get them out. Yeah, there. That's great. So, and I mean, the Disneyland hotel is incredible. Um, it has incredible magic touches as I'm sure you've watched plenty of videos of and, you know, but it is a little, little yeah, it little. is a little bit of a hike to the parks from there. I mean, it's 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 pretty far. It's pretty far west. I'm not, I, I'm not complaining. Like it's a great spot. Um, but you can park you can park on Harbor Boulevard to the east, and you're actually closer to the theme parks than the Disneyland Hotel. You're telling a guy who likes to walk. I, I got to fill my circles. Like you're, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, worried about not getting enough steps in because everything's so close. Like I do <laughs> like to get you know twenty thirty thousand steps in a day. So. We're okay. We're going to be good. <laughs> so yeah. I'm excited about that. Okay so, okay, so you get there. So now let's talk about your time actually in the theme parks. That's how we can focus this. So let me let me just kind of tell you what my plan was. So I, yep. I have five days. I put my first two days that we're going to be there, not the day we land because we'll be, you know, settling in. But the third, so we're going to be the 2nd of July until the 9th. So I did the 3rd, because I want to be there on the 4th of July in Disneyland. So I did the 3rd and the 4th for Disneyland. The 5th, we're going to the ball game sixth and the seventh california adventure then the eighth back at disneyland then we go home on the ninth i didn't you know that's probably because we have park hoppers we can go back and forth yeah but um 
so let me here's one of the question I had to ask. I had this in my notes. Sure. You you're a world fan too. This is the one thing that I'm kind of worried about. And and I because I I've watched a couple of videos, but I'm kind of like you. I'm trying not to watch too many. I've seen I've probably watched like three videos since we booked the mm -hmm. trip. And I, I'm not trying to obsess over it because I want it to all be new. I want to discover. I don't want to know all everything. Like I don't want to. I don't want to know every nook and cranny. I want to go in with a wonder and, and newness. But sure. I was watching a monorail video the other day. And it <laughs> like when you can see the road, like yeah. outside on the monorail, like you can see the real world right there. You know, you can see the street. Does that bother you or do you kind of get over that quickly? I mean, because I'm like a Walt Disney World purist. I am not used to that. That reminds me of like even at our Six Flags in St. Louis, you really don't even yeah. see Highway 40, Interstate 44. Kind of in the middle right? of nowhere, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, that's a great question. I mean, monorail specifically, sure, you're gonna get that, but you also kind of get that in World too, because you're when you if you're if you're monorailing from from Magic Kingdom to Epcot or from TTC to Epcot, I mean, you get roads and I guess it's not like a highway. It's not. It's a it's magical not, it's world not, drive. It's I mean, not yeah. like a Hardee's. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just you just have to have different expectations. Yeah. I mean, the, the roads around Disneyland are quite nice. Like Disney's invested a lot of money into Anaheim infrastructure, just as they have in Florida. Um, but I mean, sure, you'll you'll see you'll see a you know a, a old a Grand Country buffet or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. All right. and, you know, and my good buddy Robbie, who's out, he's yeah. he lives up at Disneyland, and tells me there's a fine Taco Bell right next to yeah, Disneyland. Sure. You know, you'll see a Walgreens <laughs> while you're on the monorail. But uh, the monorail is also really cool because it kind of loops around the park a couple times, and it you know it goes into downtown Disney, it goes through the Grand Californian, it goes nice. through California Adventure, you know. It has you can see some backstage areas of, of where the cast members hang out. So there's there's some interesting things to see certainly from there. Okay, all right, I, I I'll get over it one time. One and time. they do, and you know, and in and in Galaxy's Edge and in Cars Land, they do plenty of things to keep it immersive. Okay, all right, all right. So let's let's so when you went in, it says you visited with two friends who had never been before. So that's got to be exciting. Yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine. I mean, I hate to say this, but going with me, it'd be kind of fun because, I mean, I'm going to be like a kid. I mean, I'm going to the six foot three, like eight year old. That's how it's going to be when I'm there in July. So tell us about how yeah, you so attack the park, especially with first timers. Sure. So we, we had park hoppers for that day. Um, just And they were like, hey, just just lead the way, Mike. I'm like, OK, I'll lead the way. All right. And so we we uh, as everyone would suggest in any theme park, get there early. Um, I think I think the park opened at eight and we were. You know, in line for security by, I don't know, 7.15, 7 a.m. Um, you know, and they kind of do different stages. They let you through They let you through, through security, they let you through the gate, you know, and then they don't actually rope drop until late, but you can get in line for where you want to go. So we, um, the, the one caveat to all of this is this was, this was pre um, Genie Plus and Lightning Lanes. This was still in a time where it was standby only. So some of this advice might be a little antiquated um because everyone was on a level playing field and i wasn't paying extra for anything and i knew i could just wait in line for rise of resistance and be fine i'd rather be i'd rather go back to those days but that's just me yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it's not to get too big of a tangent but disneyland disneyland was fantastic when they had max pass everybody raved about that every guest um, i had that went to disneyland yeah. came back and they loved i mean i didn't or, i never had a guest that did not love max right. pass or, or even pre-max pass when it was the original paper system you know max pass was just the paper system them, but digitized um and you could i mean you could get my wife and i went in like what i say 2017 and we probably got 10 fast passes in one day right at least if not more anyway 
Tangent. Good old days. Good uh, old days. Back back when the so, Waltons were on TV. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want. Yeah, I don't want people. Uh, you know, longing for the for the good old days right now because I certainly do every time I think about it. But yeah, um, so we had standby lines only. But we went straight to Space Mountain, which uh, most uh, I don't know how many people would agree with me, but I think space in California is better than one in Florida. Um. For a variety of reasons. I mean, I don't want to say too much. You'll, no, you'll, I, you'll, you'll I, I know on. it's a double. It's yeah. a, I, I do yeah. know all the basics. I mean, because yeah, right. I know, but I, I can't but wait to write it. It's got a custom. It's got a musical yeah, score, yeah. and it's oh, yeah. you know, it's cool. I love the one in Florida. God, I, I love the one in Florida. I'm so excited. Right um, I think I like the queue and the I like the surrounding experience better in Florida, but I think the ride is better in California. Um, but except they re, they removed that that conveyor belt on the exit in Florida, which was uh, yeah, terrible. That is a bummer. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then we did Star Tours, uh, which is the same, but still a great ride. Um, and then Indiana Jones, which you've never been on. Nope. Um, Indiana Jones used to be better than it is now. There's a lot of things that have broken down that they haven't had time to fix. It's still worth it. I mean, it's the same ride system as Dinosaur, as, you're, as I'm mm -hmm. sure you're aware. Um, so, I mean, you'll have, you'll have more than enough time to go on that. I wouldn't, like, run to it right away, personally. Um, but Pirates of the Caribbean in California is far superior that's, to that's the one piece of advice i get uh, across the board i mean i had so I, many emails yeah. when i made that announcement pirates pirates yeah. pirates yeah. right and I, I will never forget the first time i wrote on that um i was there by myself i was in la for work and i just took a day to go and i didn't realize it was different and so i wasn't rushing to go on it because i was used to the florida one i've been on the florida one and i went i remember going on it at night and walking in the illusion was so good of like a nighttime bayou scene that I thought we were still outside. Nice. Especially because my eyes were still, you know, yeah, were yeah, adjusted, yeah, you know, yeah. like, and, and I didn't know what to expect that, that opening four minutes when you're floating through the bayou past the fireflies and the guy playing a little guitar on the front oh. porch, like it just, it sets the scene so well. Plus the restaurant off to the side, assuming that reopens soon. Yeah. Here, here's so, the rub. Pirates is down right yeah. now. It needs to yeah, reopen. The, I mean, I think it will. I, I, I feel open it by the summer. Oh God, I hope so. I mean, that's I like, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to let, I always, my advice for the show, we've been on the air over 14 years. <laughs> is like, don't let one closed attraction ruin your vacation. <laughs> I'll lose my stuff if Pirates is closed when I go yeah. all the way out there finally yeah. after 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, uh, the previous time I went, I, that was one of the first rides I went to and I had a boat to myself. Oh man. Holy cow. Which was, that was a little surreal. No kidding. That was a little surreal. So that's, that's, a, that's a good one. I'll take it. So now, you you mentioned like okay so you you went around because i see that you also did radiator springs racers you did little mermaid yep. you did yep. incredible so you were back and forth between the two parks it said a 14 over 14 miles you walked this day so <laughs> let me ask you this so i mean did you go non-stop from the morning when you rope dropped the park without a break until park closing is that something that you were more or less i mean i stopped for lunch i'll get a will get a snack or two but I like to get my money's worth. Yeah, I agree. So especially on that day when I was with friends that were just going to be there for a day and they had to leave at like six or seven in the, in, in, in the evening, I, I, we went, we went, we went pretty hard, try to get as much done as we could to get their money's worth as well. 
So w- what was their reaction, though? It was their first day. You didn't, you know, you kind of ran them into the ground, but maybe not. Yeah. I mean, what, did, <laughs> what was were their favorite things the same things as you, or did they have sure. things to, that surprised you that kind of I mean, stuck out to them? They're both very creative people. One is in film school. The other one's, like, graphic designer. So I think they really appreciated, like, the storytelling, especially if you're not, if you're just used to going to Six Flags and you're right. just getting on a roller coaster. Like, you don't expect... Especially if you didn't, they just kind of, they didn't do a lot of research, didn't read a lot. And they're like, yeah, sure, I'll go to Disney with Mike. Like, I think they were most impressed by just the overall, like, just storytelling of everything and, like, the design of everything. Um, Because that's kind of what they both, what their fields are. Um, And so, you know, yeah, the rides are fun, but just everything around them is so impressive. Especially for someone who doesn't really know what to expect that can appreciate, that do, that do appreciate that kind of thing. I think that's what they, they most liked. That makes sense. I mean, because that would that'd yeah. be what they're kind of looking at from their perspective. And like, yeah, that's what Disney does best. You know, yeah. and that's the storytelling is, oh, yeah. my gosh, I cannot wait. It, now, let me so here. And again, everybody says this. And this is one of the reasons I've always wanted to go. And, you know, I, I've told some people this via email that, that were kind enough to send me some emails over the last you know month or so is that. You know, one of the reasons that I'm super excited for this trip, but I've always kind of put it off is that you only get that first experience one time. Yeah. You know, so I know on, I know I'm going to Disneyland on July 3rd because the park reservation system. We got our reservations. This first day we'll be there, and I'll get to walk down Main Street USA, and it's going to feel kind of familiar because of the you know you're going to feel like a giant. But it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably I'm like, woo, I'm, I'm, yeah, exactly. That castle, I'm towering over the castle. But you know, I've seen videos and TV shows of Walt Disney, and like he was on, like that was where he was. As much as I picture him, my whole life, you know, Walt Disney World, he was never there. I mean, do you get that sense? I mean, because of course you got the fire station, and, but I mean, like he he actually like walked around all these areas, and I mean, just to to see like the the, the petrified tree and yeah. stuff. I mean, yeah. the, the story I mean, behind all that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's cozy. It's cozy. You feel you feel the warm hug. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, and the, the original tiki room is there, and you know the original castle is there, and there's just there's. So many little nooks and crannies, even in a small park. You know, I took my second day. I just went by myself and I took my camera and I shot some. I, I, I'm a filmmaker. I, I make movies and do video production and that sort of thing. So I took my camera and shot some pictures, shot some video. And I just kind of roamed around. I, I walked a lot, but I didn't go. And I wrote a lot of things, but I was also by myself. And I had a 16 hour day to do whatever I wanted. So I went over to Tom Sawyer's Island, Island which I'd never done before. And I rode the columbia sailing ship around the the river which i'd never done before and just you'll have plenty of time to like i'd suggest mike maybe just go hard for a couple days like get as much done as you can and then like really take some time to just do the lesser things there's the great moments with mr lincoln show see that's and that see that that, i feel old because that's the kind of stuff i'm looking forward to more than like mallory's all excited about incredicoaster because she's seen that like growing up they'd always have that in the commercial on disney channel Um, you know, but I'm, I'm more, you know, the historical stuff. Like I want to sit yeah. in the Tiki room, you know, and I want to yeah. see the, the light in the fire station. I want to see great moments of Mr. Lincoln. Yeah. I just want to hang out on main street, yeah. you know, I want to go to Carnation have, cafe. Yeah. You'll have, you'll have more than enough time. And I, I, a couple episodes ago, I was listening to your show and you asked your, your guests, like what's one kind of lesser thing that you would recommend something off the beaten path. Um, and I, I love in Disney's California adventure, um, there's Flo's V8 Cafe, which is yes. a restaurant in Cars Land. Uh-huh. Now, I don't, I don't necessarily like the food from there, but there is a giant patio along the south side of it that is often pretty sparsely populated that looks out onto the giant Radiator Springs Racers Canyon that they've built. 
and you can hear the cars whizzing by. You can hear like the classic fifties music. And I'll just I'll go get food from somewhere else and walk it over there and just sit there, you know, at night, especially at night when the neon when the neons lit up, and you know the cars are occasionally whizzing by and the crowds are a little bit lower because you're in the way back of the park and just kind of sit there and take in that that cars land nostalgia it's, it's pretty fantastic see you, you're hitting me right right in the feels there because one i've seen you know obviously when 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 radiator springs was created cars land you know you saw the media stuff you saw how beautiful it was with all the neon and the mountains and you know we're from the part of the country where route 66 cut through here in st louis so sure. we've kind of grown ted up drews. with that yeah ted drews and um I mean, in college, I used to DJ a car show every month out in St. Charles. Uh, it was a place, I forget, it was something Roadhouse, uh, right there on uh, Zumble, actually. For people <laughs> in St. Louis, that means nothing to 95% of you. But it was that same vibe. It was 50s music. I'd play, you know, all the old cars would come in. And and I'm really looking forward to just hanging out in that area, especially yeah. as, like, twilight and it comes night and there's, yeah. you know, because, but, I mean, I'm all about kind of that, that kind of food, yeah. too, though. So And I, I'm you. not that big of a Cars fan, like the movies. I mean, my kids like them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can, I I mean, it's, it's Pixar, so they have their moments, but, like, the what they have constructed there, and I tell you what, the, when I went to Disneyland for the first time, it was in like 2012-ish, and this is when I was a little less in tune with what was going on, and I was there for work. And I was like, hey, I should go to Disneyland tomorrow. And it was the weekend that Cars Land opened. Oh, wow. Holy cow. That, so I was insane. What, I mean, because I, I just I happened to be crazy. there like the weekend it opened. And I was like, this is incredible. Like, I didn't even know it was there. I just like strolled in because I didn't do any research. Um, it, it, is, it is very impressive. I'm surprised they haven't duplicated it somewhere else because it's, it's that it's that good. Is is Galaxy's Edge better, though, as far as overall theming? Like, I mean, because everybody raves about how well they did with Cars Land, but did they take it to the next level with Galaxy's Edge? Is it, is it better? They're just different. different. I mean, Cars is a Route 66 road, and, right. and Galaxy's Edge is a... Is a is but, a I mean, as far planet. as immersion, but, I mean, is it... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think very, very comparable. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I mean, one's also a car, you know, animated, and one's, you know... Yeah, sure. Real life. <laughs> I mean... If yeah. I tell you what, there's a ride. <laughs> there's a ride called uh, Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. Right. Is that the right one? Yeah, that's it. We used to, the... we used to, yeah, that's it because we used to play the music on Magical Mouse Radio. Yeah, where the... Uh... No, the... I'm thinking of a different one. What's the other one? There's another Cars ride. There's one where the cars are on a trackless thing and they all dance around each other. I it's um it. gosh i'm there I'm used dro- to be luigi's the... luigi's rollicking roadsters there used to be uh, luigi's flying tires i think okay now it's luigi's rollicking roadsters okay. don't miss that ride it looks kind of dumb from the outside <laughs> but when you're on it it's really fun because they dance it's 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 a trackless ride is it's like it's like trackless teacups if the teacups were not on a track what would happen <laughs> okay. chaos all right all right i'm in for a little chaos it's gonna be fun <laughs> now i want to make sure we get all this in there's so much yeah. so you were also there during the holidays. I want to hit this for anybody that yeah. might be planning on going out there during the holidays. Yeah. Maybe this year yes. you're going to switch it up. And you got to do things like Candlelight Processional, which okay. started at Disneyland. So yeah, tell us about that okay. and some of the other so things. I, I, I talked about being surprised about Cars Land my first time. I do a lot of research on my trips, but I did not know that this was happening while I was there. Um, the Candlelight Processional, which I, many of you Epcot goers are very familiar with. Mm-hmm. I've never actually witnessed it in person. I think we were there once over Christmas and Cal Ripken Jr. was narrating the show and we like kind of walked by it, but it was too late to get a seat. And I just kind of, Oh my gosh, Cal from... Ripken was there. I would yeah, have to yeah. stop. And I mean, because <laughs> you know, I'm trying to break his record with podcasts, you know, I'm, I'm getting, I'm closing in, getting I'm close. getting close. Yeah. I mean, come on. Right. Um, so we kind of just heard it from a distance and walked on and whatever, whatever. So, and the day I was there by myself, 
Well, rewind a little bit. They only do it a couple times a year at Disneyland because it's such a debacle Mm because Disneyland's not big enough. They have nowhere to do it. And so they set up a giant stage on the Main Street train station. They basically shut down Main Street for a couple nights. I mean, they have paths to walk through, but it's just chaos. And they do the candlelight processional. So this just happened to be one of the nights I was there. And I didn't realize it until like a couple hours before. I'm like, I bet I could sneak in and get a spot. And people lined up all day for this. People were claiming spots all day on Main Street. And, and, well, like, real quick, that, that's kind of a thing, yeah. though, there. Like, also for, like, yeah. Fantasmic, right? People, like, locals yeah. come and just, like, stake out spots, like, for like, hours and hours oh, yeah. and hours. I remember, yeah, I remember in the morning, there were people sitting on a bench near the train station with, like, blankets and stuff. Like, what is going on? That is crazy. <laughs> that is, that, that just cracks I, yeah. me up. That's awesome, though. And so I'm like, well, I'm one person. I bet I could, I bet <laughs> I could, I could, I could, I could work my way in it. And so I was at DCA. And like 20 minutes before it started, I'm like, all right, I'm going to Disneyland. And I walked in and I, I followed the flow of people or they're, they, you know, they, they reroute everyone right, to right. try to make this work. And I just kind of found a spot on a curb, like between a couple strollers, like a better, and they, they set up seats too, but I was like right, right behind the seats, great view of the stage. And I tell you what, this is maybe the greatest Disney thing I've ever witnessed. Yeah. Um, I mean, I imagine the show's similar. As as it is in Epcot, but they they paraded the you know 400, 300 person choir down Main Street with their candles. They fill the stage engulfing the train station, and then they had a full orchestra on stage there already. And then Sterling K. Brown, who's a St. Louisan, yeah, well, um, from from This God. Is Us, etc., yeah. was up there narrating. And it's I tell like you what, I mean, this was like, like you were meant to be there. It's crazy. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's like the greatest Christmas Eve service you've ever witnessed. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, and you know, I, I go to church. I'm, I'm a Christian. I th- I believe you are too, Mike. Yes, from what I've heard. Yes. And like, and just to like be in a place like that where you don't usually get that. Um, I mean, Disney caters to, to a lot of people, which is fantastic. Um, but like the moment when everyone there, no matter what their background, where they come from, are standing there singing Silent Night together. Right. Like. It is. The, it was the most like overwhelming. Like this is worth the price of admission right here. Yeah, because like, I mean, no doubt at, about it. At Epcot, I mean, Epcot's more. I would. I would imagine what you're describing. I mean, I'm getting almost goosebumps feeling it because I've mm-hmm. seen. I've never had a seat at Epcot, but I've seen it probably four or five times just standing in the back because I've just never yeah. gotten there early enough to get a good seat. But I, I like I say, hearing the story, I get moved just as much standing in the back because I would sitting in the front yeah. row. Same story, um, but. Being at Disneyland, the way you describe it, again, it's kind of like Disneyland compared to Walt Disney World. It just feels like it would be more intimate. Like you are, yeah. it's just like it's right there yeah. and it's up close. Yeah, I mean they crammed and crammed everyone. But that's in good there. for Cram something like in this. There. I mean that, that that makes no. it more. And I, the thing I like about it, and you just really nailed it on the head, is that it really doesn't matter your your, your denomination, your faith. I think that what it does when you sing Silent Night or you know the Let There Be Peace on Earth or whatever during mm-hmm. this. This presentation is that you do feel an optimism that humanity could come together at least for like 30 yeah. minutes and then okay let's go fight for a spot yeah. over at radiator springs <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy but yeah i mean just the arrange I, I i'm a musician i've got a piano next to me over here you know like just the arrangements like every one after another every song got like more epic than the next is like the best yes. arrangement of every christmas carol you've ever heard it's like this is this is unbelievable like and i didn't even know it was happening so that was like that was a great night Nice. Yeah, that, I, I love it, too. I love it, too. Uh, I can, I, I'm worried that this trip is going to make me have to get out there all the time. I'm not worried about that, but I'm kind of excited. <laughs> I mean, because it just, oh, my God, I can't. I, I'm just I'm, yeah. I'm obsessed right now. OK, so you also yeah. did something else. This little street party over at DCA, which I know nothing about this. Viva Navidad. Okay. So tell us about that. I did. I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe so, nobody else does. Uh, on the first day, I was walking around with my friends that we were with, and all of a sudden, like, cast members start kind of coming out of nowhere this is like way in the back of the park um 
and they like all right they like stopped everyone from moving and all of a sudden these gates open and these giant floats come it was like a parade that that kind of stayed in one place and it was three caballeros themed and all these musicians and dancers came out from all different uh latin uh, hispanic nationalities right. and they did this whole it was called the viva navidad street party and it had so much energy and the thing that's great about disneyland which you'll witness this when you're there for a week is because the locals come so often like they get to know the cast members right. and they get to like they know the music and they like half the crowd had seen the show before <laughs> so they were all singing along and dancing along and like yelling at the right times and and uh it just had so much energy and it was you know uh half the songs were in spanish but half of them you recognized and and um it was just like this 10 minute long stationary christmas parade with dancers and and singers and musicians and floats and and Mickey came out on this like rickshaw bike thing, and it was just like it was just like the happiest uh, like non-parade parade. parade. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. You can find YouTube videos of it. Yeah, well. um, with fl flamenco dancers and uh, bright colors, and you know, shoot off confetti at the end, and then it just it just disappears. It all just goes back behind the stage. And then like two hours later, they do it again and they just do it all day. Like the, just the logistics behind that fascinate me too. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, one of my favorite things at Epcot is Mariachi Cobre. Like the, the, yeah, the Mariachi yeah. band uh, over at yeah. Epcot. And I mean, this was like I'm a that, huge Christmas fan and I'm a huge yeah. Christmas fan. So like you put the yeah. two together, marry them. Yeah. I mean, this is perfect. Oh, yeah. Man. So, I mean, if you're, if you're there over Christmas time, it, it's like way in the back of DCA, um, kind of like underneath the Incredicoaster sort of actually kind of closer to like the, the swings and the, some of those more carnival rides by the, by the, uh, Ferris wheel. I watched it three times. I kept going back. <laughs> um, you, you were, you were interacting. You knew when to go. Yeah, hey. yeah, I did. I knew the song by the end. I was yelling, Hey, and there's all these, and, and I think that was like one of the first weekends of the show. So all the bloggers were there and like, you know, with their cameras and I had my camera and they were like, they were like, Oh, you're taking pictures. They were like, that's just very friend friendly people. Very friendly crowd. Oh, Cause they man. all seem to know each other. Right. I'm sure they do. Because they're all there every weekend. Yeah. Oh, man. Living the life. I'm telling you. Okay. So just about out of time, but I want to make sure we hit a couple of these things. Now, you mentioned some of these other things because, again, everybody tells me, okay, you're going to Disneyland. You're going to be there for seven days. You got to do all, like, I have a list of like 79 things outside of Disneyland that everybody says you have to do these. We can't do all these things. And right. my wife is picking the other things, by the way. I mean, I'm, I'm presenting her with all the options that everybody's emailed. I'm making like a list. Sure. And then we're, we're every every uh, night we go to dinner. I, I present the list and we discuss. Um, but because, like I said, we're going to try to rent a Jeep for two days. For Dodgers. Yeah. We're going to do something during the day, then go to the Dodgers game that night, one of the days, and then try to figure out another day to do some other stuff. But you did stuff like Griffith Observatory, the El Capitan Theater. You went to a Funko Pop store, the Academy Museum, <laughs> which I've never heard of the Academy Museum. But like, if you had to quickly go over a couple of these things, like which ones would sure. you uh, recommend the most? Like, would you get, you know, I've heard go to yeah. the beach, you know, other places. Sure. You, know, you need to keep in mind traffic. Yeah. My dad, because um, my, my dad works for the Rams, right? Yeah. He goes out there all sure. the time. He's like, dude, you've never seen, because again, yeah. I have never. He's like, you have never seen traffic like LA. Yeah. Always give yourself more time than you think. Uh, but if you're going to have a whole day up north in Hollywood area, um, Griffith Observatory is really, really neat. I would recommend that. It's free. You drive up. It's you know, it's basically a park on top of a hill that overlooks everything, and you can see the Hollywood sign from it too. So you can, oh, you can kind of check perfect. two things off. Okay, check off of that. If you're able to go there in the morning, uh, I don't know how early you're gonna be headed that direction. But um, when I was there, it was really, really foggy, and I woke up earlier in the morning because I was still on Central Time, so I woke up at like 4 a.m. And I was like, I bet if I go up there, it'll be above the fog. 
and I drove up to the top of Griffith's Observatory, and it was, and I saw oh, the sunrise so up, above the fog, above LA with the Hollywood sign in the background. Oh. It was unbelievable. See, I could, uh, I could do that 100% because I get up at 5 yeah. in the morning anyway, but again, I'm with a 14-year-old girl. Um, yeah, so yeah, probably not. So, but either way, like that has a museum inside of it that's free and it also has incredible views of LA unless it's foggy, but even then it's still cool. Um, and you get a view of the Hollywood sign from there as well. Um, the El Capitan is Disney's kind of flagship movie theater. It's right across the street from the Dolby Theater where they have the Oscars. Um, if you're interested in seeing a Disney movie, that's where they play them in LA. But I don't know if you want to waste your time seeing a movie. But I saw Encanto there. It was actually really, really fun um, to kind of see. It was it was new at the time. It was fun to see a new Disney film in Disney's movie theater. But I'm a big cool. movie guy. I know you're not as much. I, I haven't seen a movie since the last Star Wars. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you could check out if you want to see the ocean. You could check out uh, Santa Monica Pier. You'll be—I okay. uh, mean, that's that's in the vicinity of Dodger Stadium, sort of. Um, yeah, so we, that's an option. Yeah, the, Mallory says we have to see a beach, and I mean, you, yeah, you're going so, all the way from St. Louis. You do have to see the ocean. Yeah. So yeah, we have. To so that, that would that would that would check that off. That's that's a that, and there's there's parking around there, and there's actually a garage right next to it that I think you get free hour of parking in or something like that. So. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the Academy Museum is like the Academy of Motion, of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, the, the people that do the Oscars. But again, you're not a big movie guy. So, but I am. I love yeah. movies. I love the Oscars. <laughs> totally. and so they, they have a brand new museum all about the history of film and the history of the Oscars. So if anyone listening likes that kind of thing, I highly recommend that. It was really, really neat. I'm scared to be kind of violent there. No, I'm just kidding. That's too, too soon. I shouldn't have said <laughs> oh, it too yeah. soon. <laughs> you want to go in and slap people, go to the Academy Museum, right? Is that, is that where you do that? I mean, I'm a hockey no. player. It's just that, that's okay. how you say hello to people. And so. then if you really love Funko Pops, which I have a few of my own, uh, <laughs> the Funko Pop store in Hollywood has a has a has a kiosk where you can design your own. You can make oh, one up yourself. I could make one of like Ricky. <laughs> yeah, it's like twenty five bucks. I did oh that. God, it was it was worth so it. Fun. It was fun. Oh. So I have, I don't have it with me right now, but I have a Funko Pop of myself that I made. Oh my Funko gosh! In oh, in Hollywood. So we, we got to get out of here because we're running a little bit long. But let me. Yeah. One other thing I want to ask you about that real quick because I'm headed yeah. down. Uh, here soon hopefully i'll be there when guardians opens here soon mm-hmm. to get to come back with some information with that for the podcast guardians over at dca it's the old yeah. tower is this a yep. must do like do you say must do i mean is it is it better now yeah. that it's not tower and that it's a uh, guardians of the galaxy theme so the tower of terror in california was a lesser ride anyway right. to the one in florida because it, it doesn't have the part where it rides forward mm-hmm. and you go through the dimension or whatever so I think I, I love the Guardians Tower ride. And I'm not even that big of a Guardians fan, but that ride is really fun. And it's amazing how quickly they, they redid that in like six months or something. Right. I mean, like, that's, can, that's like a day for, I mean, considering yeah, how long it takes Disney to really do those things. Really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and it just has a ton of energy. The music is really fun. The visuals that they filmed uh, of the characters are incredibly high resolution. Like, it's very realistic. Um, and it just adds an extra element to that ride that the one in California was missing, certainly. Nice. And you know what I'm most excited about? Main Street Electrical Parade and the fireworks. How? I mean, <laughs> it's going to take me back to Walt Disney World like 2008. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that's really, it's going to take me back in time because that is what the yeah. Magic Kingdom has been missing for a decade yeah. is a nighttime yeah. parade and fireworks, that combo. I mean, yeah. I am like, and then have you seen like the popcorn? I am not a popcorn bucket guy or a sipper guy, but I mean, yeah, they, they have the one for the parade. Yeah. Oh, those are so sweet. I got it. Oh man. I'm going to be broke after this trip. It's going to kill me. Well, Hey, uh, 
I am so excited. Sounds like you had a great trip. Do you have anything on the horizon, like another Walt Disney World trip, Disneyland trip, anything on the uh, agenda? Um, so I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. So the two-year-old is still free until next April. Amen. So I think we're actually going to take them to land because uh, we're looking at November because my kids are big Cars fans, and that's where the Cars stuff is. So Makes sense. Radiator Springs Racers is like top three or four theme park rides I've ever been on. It's incredible. It really is. Well, I'm so excited to go to Disneyland, and this show just got me more excited. So, Mike, thanks for taking the time coming on here on a Monday and uh, getting me excited, and hopefully our audience, too. You know, hopefully a, a lot of our folks have been there before and are living some fun memories. But if you've never been there, I bet you got a lot of people thinking about heading out to the West Coast right now. So uh, where can people check out all the stuff you do? Because I know you have a video online here. Is there, is there anywhere people can check out, check out your stuff? Uh, so I actually have a Disney podcast yeah. that I haven't updated for a little while we, where we went through every Disney animated feature in order. Um, it's called Disney one by one. And you can, we, we watched every animated Disney animated classic in order and talked about them. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. If you want to, my website is Mike Rolfing.com M I K E R O H L F I N G. And, uh, you can kind of find some of my stuff that way. All right. Well, thanks again. And, uh, Hey, have a great week. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks a lot. Good to see you. All right. Don't forget today's show always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Agents are standing by right now to get you out to Disneyland. You want to see the Main Street Electrical Parade? You want to see the fireworks? You want to go on uh, anything? I mean, I, I don't even know where I want to start. I mean, do you want to go on Pirates? Do you want to go on Indie? Do you want to, I mean, you got to rise the resistance out there as well. I mean, if you've never done it down in Florida, Radiator Springs Race. Oh, I got him. I, I can't. I got to stop. We'll take care of you. We'll get you out to, to Disneyland. We'll get you to Walt Disney World. We'll get you on the Disney Cruise Line. You want to sail the Wish later this year? That's going to be available. You can sail the Fantasy. That's my current favorite ship until I get on the Wish. And then that'll probably change. Even Adventures by Disney. So if you want to head to a Disney destination, we've got you squared away. So just swing by themagicforless.com. We'll take great care of you. Just fill out that quote form, and uh, we'll take it from there. So again, check them out over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That really does help us out. That one extra click. Just click through BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons who support the podcast each and every month. We could not do this without you. You allow us to put out the show three to four times a week all around the world here for 14 plus years. And our patrons get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to support us over there, please come on over. Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. Now would be a good time to follow me on the social media because we are headed down to Walt Disney World for the Summit Cheerleading Championships this Thursday. We're going to be on a flight at 5.05 a.m. Oh, that is early, but it was cheap. So you know I had to push the button on that flight. It was like 250 bucks a ticket more to go at like 8. So we're getting up in the middle of the night. So yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm telling you, that's going to be a hectic day. So follow me on the social media, Instagram and Twitter, at Mike. I'm always posting pictures and videos from Walt Disney World while I'm down there. Also, at the end of that trip, you're going to want to be following because we're going to be doing some pretty cool stuff. Um, also, please uh, subscribe to the show on Facebook and YouTube to search for the Be Our Guest Podcast. You'll uh, get a uh, notification every time we go live. And uh, don't forget, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We sure appreciate that very, very much. All right. So for Mike, I'm Mike, both in St. Louis, both Mike's, two Mike's, two, two Missourians here saying, have a great Monday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.